Whether you're on the East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, or in the South of the United States, I've been there. I've traveled to all 50 states, and while doing so, I've gone on a date with a different girl from every single state as well. My name is Matt Warnig, I'm the TikTok bachelor and the creator of 50 Dates, 50 States, and I'm here to share my experiences. Each state has a story, and trust me, I've got stories for days. Welcome to the 50 Dates, 50 States podcast. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Um, I'm very excited. This is the first ever episode of 50 Dates, 50 States pod. And yeah, so today, uh, kind of what we're going to do is we're going to recap a little bit on my adventure throughout the entire U.S. Um, we're going to talk about how the, pa- uh, the podcast is going to work, talk about steps moving forward with 50 Dates, 50 States, and answer a couple questions from, from the fans. Let's dive into it. I'm honestly very excited. I'm I'm, it feels very good to be home. I traveled the U.S. for five and a half months and man, coming back home, it's very refreshing. It feels good to get back to some normalcy if that's, yeah, normalcy. Yeah. Um, and familiarity because like checking in and out of hotels left and right and traveling around long road trips, quick road trips, starting one date at 8 a.m., starting another date at 4 p.m., being out all night, uh, getting up early, like all these different things where it's literally I could just never have a schedule because it was just constantly changing. I'm constantly adapting to life on the road, living out of a suitcase, clothes wrinkly all the time, ta- all the time, packing things in my truck. Oh, yeah, it's living on the road or like going on the road for five and a half months. It's a journey. Uh, I started my journey on January 11th and I left uh, my home here in Huntley, Montana, and I headed to uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming, where I had my first date with Emily. And I got back here on, oh, when did I get back to Montana? I got back to Montana a couple weeks ago. So, you know, uh, middle of June-ish. And so, yeah, about five and a half months on the road. It's crazy. Honestly, it went very, very quick. Uh, And I I loved every minute of uh, me being on the road. It was incredible. It was so much fun. Honestly, the only, like, once once I got to the end, the end I started getting a little like all right I want to get this wrapped up and I want to get back home just because like I have so much content to put out there I wanted to start a podcast I want to develop my YouTube videos I just have all these content pieces I really want to share with the public and it's hard to do that when you're constantly going on dates on the road checking in and out of hotels things like that so um, yeah it was it was good to be back I mean my adventure was absolutely incredible there were so many um you know, so many things I learned along the way, so many incredible people I met and yeah, it's, it's awesome. And we'll get into that, but I think what we should start on is how the podcast is going to work. The podcast, how I'm thinking it's going to work is I'm going to develop an episode for every single state and I'm going to contact all my dates and hopefully have my dates make an appearance on each episode. We're going to see how that works. I know it's summer, everybody's schedules are busy and crazy. Um, but I would love to uh, have each of my dates on the pod uh, for their state just so they can share their experience with me and their thoughts on me, like how they thought the date went, everything like that. And I want all of us to be like honest with each other. You know, they're, they're part of this journey with me and uh, it wouldn't be possible without them. And so that's how I want to do each episode. I'll also be talking with people that played a part in the journey uh, aside from the dates, uh, you know. My buddy who helped build the website, Alex Winchell, good hometown buddy, uh, same with Wyatt Snell, who was on the road trip with me for the first 10 states. Uh, I, w- I would like to get him on. So a couple special guests I'll have on uh, aside from my dates. Um, and so I plan on putting that out. I'm thinking I'm going to do 
about two episodes a week, two, two pods a week, maybe three. Um, depends on, on, you know, schedule and things like that, but I would like to keep it a minimum of two. Uh, and yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that's how I'm going to form the podcast is, is have special guests on talk about each state, each experience, like what I thought of the state, some of the things I did and, and it's not going to be, it's going to be very honest. That's the thing I'm going to love. That's the thing I'm going to love about this podcast is I'm going to talk about a lot of things that people have not seen or heard of at all, because there's a lot of stories. I have literally stories for days. I have, I just had so many experiences and I was in bars and I was on dates and I was zip lining and go-karting and hiking and with roommates and friend groups and families and hotels. And I was, I was literally just so much to, to just share. And so I, I can't wait to get into all those experiences, but that's kind of how the podcast is going to go. It should be able uh, to be streamed on most podcast, what do you, what do you call it? Networks or podcast sharing systems. All right. I'm new to the pod world. Cut me some slack here. Um, all I know is that it will be on Apple and Spotify and um, you know, all the other major ones. So now we're going to get it into the uh, recap on my entire journey. And I was kind of touching on a little bit there in the beginning. And then I kind of bounced around, like I said, it's first episode. So we're kind of learning this together, but um, yeah, to recap on my journey, honestly, it has hands down been the most incredible journey of my entire life. I've learned so much along the way and I've met some incredible people, like I mentioned before. And, you know, there was a lot that came with this journey. Um, you know, I, I look back at it and it's like, wow, for five and a half months, I feel like I honestly just had fun, but there was a lot of hard work too, you know, behind the scenes, there were, there were, a, it was always videos to edit content to create things to document um, sponsors to follow up with um, emails to send scheduling of dates, things like that. And honestly, I can say probably the biggest pain of the trip, hands down, hands down was scheduling dates. Oh my gosh. I cannot get over the Okay. 50 chicks having 50 women trying to schedule all of them. Now, from January until June, five and a half months, you know, trying to schedule dates and everybody has different schedules. Oh my gosh. Okay. People are in school. Some have full-time jobs. Some have family in town. Some are on vacation. Like some get sick. COVID is among us. And I decided to travel in the middle of a pandemic. Good timing, Matt, but that's how the cookie crumbled and how the, the chips were dealt on this. So um, but yeah, scheduling was so hard. You know, I'd text people and then some are great communicators. Some are bad. Now I, myself, I learned along the way that I, I got a lot better with my communicational skills throughout the journey. Like I, I was terrible in the beginning, I'll be honest. And, uh, but I did always try to get my dates at least a week, week and a half or two weeks advance on when I was going to be there. And once I started getting better, I was honestly given two to three weeks advance. Um, and things like that. And in the beginning of my journey, I scheduled all my dates and I had them on specific days because then it was like, oh, you know, I'm following the schedule. But then I felt really rushed. I felt really rushed through the whole trip um, throughout, you know, I think probably the first like, you know, six or seven states or maybe even 10 states. You know, I felt very rushed. I was like, oh, yeah, OK, we're, we're having fun. We're on our day, but I got to get up and go the next day. And then it was all, it was literally like we got to a state late and we checked in and then we bounced and we 
and, and I mean, we went on the date and then we left. It was like, I didn't get a little extra time to, you know, uh, build in a work day where I ha- got to sit in the hotel room, edit some content, send some emails, get some things done, and then even explore the area a little more, not while I was on the date, like maybe experience some things I, um, to do in that state or area we were in that we didn't do on the date. And so it was really hard in the beginning to just really adapt to that life on the road and get into that mentality and things like that. And when I say we, I was with my buddy, Wyatt Snell, a hometown buddy. He hopped in with me and he, you know, dropped everything he had. And uh, he was working remotely a little bit uh, for the company he built, Big Sky Brand Management up in Bozeman. And he hopped in with me because he didn't want me to go through this alone. And and he helped me try to grow this and, and document some things along the way and just be a real big uh, support system of mine. And so he was with me through the, uh, through the first 10 states. But then after 10 states, you know, he had a lot of responsibilities to get to back uh, to get to back home um, and a lot of clients to maintain things like that with his business. And so we talked and we decided it'd be best if he went back home to Montana. And then I just continued the journey. Um you know, however I felt best. And so, you know, I thought about that point, you know, I was like, oh, do I hire someone like an intern or something like that to like, you know, be a videographer on the road or something like that. But I just was like, you know what, let me just try for a couple states by myself and let's see if I can, if I can do this, if, if it's all right. And so I tried it at first couple states and I kind of started to find a rhythm. And then, you know, I just decided to go throughout the rest of the 40 states um, alone. So through the first 10 had my buddy Wyatt and then the rest of the 40, I, went on alone. Um, yeah. So that's when I say we, but anyway, yeah, it was very hard in the beginning to just really adapt to that schedule. So then I started building in work days and I would stay an extra day in places to really helped. It helped me get a lot more organized, helped me communicate better. And I didn't feel as rushed. And I really felt like I got to enjoy the journey more. Um, and that was really, that was really good. And, uh, for people who may ask, I stayed in hotels. Uh, yep. I stayed in, um, now shout out to my, New Mexico date because she got me discounts on hotels. And that is so incredible. Um, Belle, she got me the friends and family discount. And so uh, I was able to get uh, cheaper hotel rooms throughout my whole journey. And that was so incredible. That helped so tremendously. I cannot thank Belle enough. It was Oh, that literally was so amazing. And I never, I did not know that was going to be a thing uh, when I like was about to hit the road. I remember like my plan was I was going to like, you know, me and my buddy were going to sleep in the car, you know, shower in truck stops, things like that. And, you know, I did sleep in my car a handful of times, showered in a truck stop only one time, only one time throughout the journey. Um, that was when I was in some money pinches. We'll get into that. But uh, yeah, no, Bell, absolute lifesaver. Thank you so, 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 so much from the bottom of my heart. Like she played such a huge role in the 50 Dates, 50 States journey um, for helping me out with hotels there. Uh, Another question a lot of people ask is money. Now, I know it's kind of like an uncomfortable thing and some people are like, oh, you know, don't mind me asking things like that. But I literally get it all the time. I got it from news. I got it when I got news interviews. I get it from followers and fans. I get it from family, I get it from friends, you know, whatever it is, I get asked that question all the time. Like, how do I make money or how do you afford all this? So there's a couple of ways I afforded, um, I afforded this journey. And that was through sponsors was, uh, basically the biggest one sponsors, brands, things like that, paying me, uh, to promote them, whether it was through TikTok, social media on the truck, whatever it was. Um, that was, that was a huge help. So sponsors, uh, another way was my merch repping right now. Let's go 50 dates, 50 states hoodie. Another way 
that uh, I made money was donations. Uh, and honestly, donations were not like, I didn't really look for that too hard in the beginning. I looked for that way more at the end. And that was when like money was trick uh, trickling down, you know? Um, but I didn't like put, I didn't set up a GoFundMe. I didn't, you know, ask for donations in the beginning at all. Um, I never like put my Venmo in my bio. I didn't have a cash app. I like never made that a focus, never even thought about it um, until I started making actually like a lot of money through my lives. And, and I was like, wow, this is insane. How is this happening? And then people just like really wanted to feel part of the journey to contribute, to help out, to feel like they were, um, they played a role, things like that. And then that's when I was like, wow, I need to really like make that a focus. And so I put, I added my Venmo to my bio. I started going live more. I would, um, I made a donations uh, tab on my website where, you know, people could donate, things like that. So donations were huge. Uh, another thing is just through social media, like TikTok and the TikTok creator fund. That was very helpful. Um, and then uh, promotions. I did a promotion where I could, I would have people sign my truck. For those that don't know, um, I should probably clarify that. I keep acting like everybody knows what I just did. I drove to the lower 48 states, drove to all those with my branded out 50 dates, 50 states truck thing is absolutely amazing. Love that rig. Um, it was a 2001 Ford F-150. I started the journey with 198,000 miles on it. The odometer flickers on and off, so I don't know the total numbers I traveled yet. Uh, I think it's a little over 30,000. Um, but I don't know the exact number yet. I will share that when I know. But uh, yeah, so that truck traveled all 48 states. That old ass truck, <laughs> cannot believe it made it. You know, screw the haters. Screw the haters who said that it wasn't going to make it through half of them. So that's right, baby. We made it. We did it. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but I made a promotion where people could Venmo, I think like five bucks. And when it was on special, a dollar, and I would sign their name on the truck. And so, uh, yeah, I signed it on the roof of the truck and yeah, that was, that was another way too, but those were all kind of little money ways on how I made money to recap again, that sponsors, brands, TikTok, donations, merch, and promotions, things like that. When it comes to money on this journey. Yeah. It's, you know, it's so funny too, because people literally People literally think that I'm rich. Some people do. And they're like, dude, this guy's just got money for days or money bags. And it's like, no, not even close, <laughs> not even close. And I was constantly, constantly spending money, constantly. And, you know, I've thought about like really at, and I kept like all my receipts and I, you know, I have thought about really calculating it all up, but I kind of have a rough estimate of what I spent and I might share that, um, once I, you know, know the exact details and stats of it, but um, no, I spent so much money like throughout this entire journey, because think about it. You got gas, you got food, you got hotels, you got dates. I paid for all the dates, like literally paid, I played for my plane tickets to Hawaii and Alaska, literally just everything. And it adds up for five and a half months, constantly eating out, constantly traveling, checking in and out of hotel, literally spending so much money all day, like every single day, every single day. So as long as money's going out, money's got to be coming in a little bit. Now, before I started this journey, like I really made sure I was like, Hey, I have to make sure like I have like this amount set aside. And it ended up being more than that in general, than that amount I initially started with, you know, for those of you who don't know, 
I used to work for a baseball team in North Dakota, the Bismarck Larks. My job title was the director of fun. I was the director of fun for a uh, summer collegiate baseball team in North Dakota. And I handled all the entertainment, things like that. And I quit that full-time job and took the jump and did this full-time. Now, when I quit my full-time job I, and I did this, like I had got, no, I don't even think I had one sponsor. I don't think I had one sponsor when I, when I decided to quit, but I knew I had enough faith that I knew the money would come. I said, you know what? I'm going to take this jump. I'm getting a lot of traction. This is pretty hyped up right now. I'm going to, I got to try. I got to try. And I remember I quit my job before I even had my first sponsor. And then, you know, sponsors hit and thank goodness. Like that's just, that's, you know, lesson learned, take risk, just got to take the bull by the horn sometimes. Um, but yeah, anyway, so with money, yeah, I was spending it so much in the beginning. I was like, I was like pretty comfortable with it. In the beginning, I was honestly paying for like four people basically everywhere we went between uh, me and my buddy who were on the road and then my date. And then they would sometimes bring a friend and I would, I would pay for them too, because it was like this awkward thing where I felt bad. I felt bad if I was like, oh yeah, tab for three, like sucks. You're paying by your pan by yourself. Like I felt terrible if that was the case. And so I, yeah, I didn't know how to play that. And I also was not like, it wasn't my buddy's responsibility to pay for, you know, their friend that brought him. And I wanted my dates to bring friends for him. So he wasn't like third wheeling all the time while he was helping film and things like that. And so it's in the beginning though, it was, it was rough because I was paying for like four people basically everywhere. And so that was, that was a lot. Some dates were a lot more expensive than others. You know, some, I barely spent anything. Others, I spent a lot and it just depended on what we did. I told all my dates before this, that I wanted to travel the U S and go on dates where they were entertaining and they were fun. And I wasn't going on 50 dinner dates. Like that's boring as hell. We don't want to do that. We want to do things that are entertaining and that highlight the state you're in the uniqueness of not only my date but the state as well and so and and my dates were rock stars i had them plan the dates because i don't know what there is for fun to do in each state and so um i had them plan it for the most part sometimes we had to you know we'd both brainstorm or we'd both put ideas together and we'd make it happen and so uh, but they were rock stars at at really planning things out and for us having a, a fun time throughout this journey but yeah, I mean, it got, it got expensive. And towards the end, like, you know, there were times where I was seriously scared. I was like, oh man, like, I don't know if, if I'm going to make it. And like, I, I was truly worried and it sucked because one thing for me is I hate a, a huge goal of mine through this trip is I never, ever, ever, ever wanted to like call my parents and be like, guys, I just need a little help here. Like I would have felt like a failure and I, and I never want, and my parents, when I, when I started this journey, like they were super nervous and they were worried and they were like, you sure? And all the stuff, you know, and I just would have felt like such a failure if I would have called them like mom and dad, like, can you give me 500 bucks? Can you give me 200 bucks? Can you give me a thousand bucks? Whatever it is, you know, like I would have felt so bad because I was like, this isn't their responsibility. I chose to do this. It's not their job to bail me out yeah, they're family and they're always going to be there and they're always going to support me, but like, yeah, I'm not going to rely on them to, to help me. And so, you know, there were times where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, should I call them? Or, and I was like, no, I can't, I can't, like things will work out. And that's a huge lesson that I learned is, you know, the more you give, whether you give when you have or give when you don't, um, you know, it all circles back. And I think karma is a 
true thing. Cause you know, no matter how low I was on money at points, I still continued to, you know, pay for dates and share these incredible experiences and do these things to just put a smile on people's faces and really spread the joy and laughter and things like that. Even though sometimes me on the inside, like I might be smiling and all and all fun, but sometimes it was tough. It was, it was a grind. And I was like, man, like I just would stress sometimes like, man, this is expensive, but I, you know, it's all right. It's all right. This, it, it, it'll all work out. It'll all work out. And it did. When it comes to this content creator world or the journey that I was on just in general, money is very sporadic. What I was in with my full-time job with the baseball team, you know, money, I got my bi-weekly paycheck. I was comfortable with pay, whatever it is, got good benefits. It was great. But this is not like that. You don't get paid weekly. You don't get paid bi-weekly, things like that. It's very sporadic. One week, I can make two grand. Uh, two weeks, I can make zero dollars. Like it's very sporadic. One day I can make a hundred dollars. Another day I can make $17. Like it's so random and it's, it's very sporadic, which is a blessing and a curse because it's fun when you get it, but it's also like, if you don't get it for a while or you don't get hit up by a brand deal or a sponsor or a donation or whatever it is, like it sucks. And, and honestly, another thing that was so helpful, like COVID's terrible, but, but stimulus checks, hoo hoo baby. Those things came in the clutch a little bit. Honestly, they did. And, oh my gosh. Yeah, that that was seriously so helpful here and there. And I like forgot about those, but those came in clutch moments. And so did donations from people. Like all of a sudden I'd be like, man, that was expensive. And then I get a donation. I'd be like, oh my gosh, let's go. Like that helps so much. That paid for that date or whatever it is, right? Um, but yeah, that's the whole money situation. I know that was a long explanation or talk on money about you know how i make it how i spent it and the ups and downs of it but yeah that was a grind a lot of people think that that was one of or that was the hardest thing on my trip and no i, don't, I truly don't think it was like for me it was really just adapting to life on the road because there's a lot of stuff to do and and it's also this pressure to perform and you know you get this pressure from sponsors and from fans and followers to, you know, produce content uh, from sponsors. They want content that's engaging and fun and interactive and gets people to sign up or it gets people to buy their product or uh, listen to their song or whatever it is, you know? And so there's that pressure to perform from the business side. There's also the per uh, pressure to perform from an entertainment side where, you know, you can't just let your followers be like, what happened to him or where's he at or what's he doing? So yeah, that was that was really hard to adapt to. I remember I was in a really big hole there for a sec. Um, honestly, I'd say for probably like three weeks I was in a hole on TikTok because TikTok is heavily where I put my stuff. Um, you know, that's how this journey is really possible. How I've gained a little bit of this um, fame through TikTok. I feel weird even saying fame, but whatever you want to call it, a little bit of clout or following. I should say yeah, following's the right word. A little bit of a following through TikTok. And yeah, so on 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 TikTok like. I remember there were literally times where, uh, for like I said, for like three weeks, I was in a rut and I was losing followers like left and right. And it was embarrassing too, because it's like, oh, I'm on the road, I'm doing this. And then when people check my feed, they're like, you're losing followers. Like I remember I would get texts from people and be like, dude, are you losing followers? Or last time I checked, you were at this, now you're at this. Or like my mom would be like, hey, I think you're losing followers. And, and it was just embarrassing. It's like, yeah, and I had no idea why. And I think it's because I was trying to do too much. That's what I think I learned. I was trying to um, get all these different 
kinds of audiences attracted to my journey. That's why I started a thing called 50 States, 50 Runs, where I went on a run in every single state. I started a thing called 50 States, 50 Shotguns, where I would shotgun a Bud Light Seltzer in every state with uh, fun groups of people or fraternities or bros. I, I made it kind of a bro thing. And I remember I was trying to bring in all these different audiences, more of a guy audience, more of an exercise audience, a travel audience, and, and things like that. And this romance audience with the dating and, the tra and everything. And it was just too much because you have to be pretty specific. You have to have kind of your specific niche on TikTok and things like that. And so some things were engaging, some things weren't. And I was just like trying to force the things that weren't engaging a little too much. And so that's why I cut some of the things out. I cut out the runs. I cut out the shotguns things like that. And once I did those things, it really helped me focus more on the dates, what people were really interested in. And uh, that's when I started to do better on my content creating and things like that. Now, for anybody out there who's like trying to create content, like I am no pro, trust me, I learn every day. And all I know is that trial and error is the best practice. When I look back at when I first started my journey, oh my gosh, my content just makes my skin crawl cringe. And it's just, you know, but you learn the more reps you put in. It's like, oh, at first you can do one push-up, then you do more and you do two and then three and then four and then 10 and then 20. And, you know, it's just like content. You put out one TikTok and eh, put out two, a little better, three, four, 10, 20. You're like, oh, okay. You start to get the feel for it. You start to get you start to develop hashtag strategies and the text and the sounds to use and the times to post and your analytics and, and all this stuff. And it's really a science behind it, but you get in the reps and it's very helpful. So, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I have touched on so much now. I have, I mean, there's probably a million questions people have and I get asked so many questions and I, you know, it's really hard for me to uncover everything on my whole journey in one episode. Right. And it's going to, I'm going to explain and talk and share so many stories, moments, memories, times, and it's going to be real, inter real interesting, especially when I have some of my dates on, like, I'm going to ask them some specific questions that I like. There's some that I really have some questions that I need to ask them. I want to ask them. There's going to be some hilarious details. Like I said, there's some romantic moments. There's some embarrassing moments. There's some, there's all kinds of stuff. So that's going to be very fun to get into. And, you know, throughout this, you guys if you have questions and you listen to the pod, um, you know, DM me on Insta and ask um, some, some of those questions. And I'm going to answer a couple questions right now and uh, that I get asked a lot. Now, these aren't from two specific, these aren't from specific individuals, but I will do that. If you ask a question, we pull it out. I will, uh, I will shout you out on here and I'll say what your question is. So um, two questions I get asked a lot is what my favorite state was and what was my least favorite state. Now, uh, I'm, this does not include the date, not including the date, just the state. Now, just the state, uh, my favorite state, hands down, it's going to be Hawaii. Absolutely. Like Hawaii, if you have not been there, it's literally just a paradise playground is what it is. There's so many things to do and it's very touristy. It is. But the thing about Hawaii that's amazing is like Vegas, Vegas, very touristy, tourist trap that town is. Love Vegas, though. And the thing about Vegas, though, is that where does everybody go? Fill in the blank. Help me out. Where does everybody go? The Strip. Everybody goes to the Las Vegas Street, uh, the Las Vegas Strip or Fremont. That's like the two places everyone goes. Hawaii, yeah, there's hot spots for tourists, but there's so many things to do. So many things to do. You could go hiking at one of 64 locations. You can go uh, 
rent mopeds and go-karts and scooters. You can uh, go swimming on all kinds of different beaches. You can go parasailing. You can go surfing. You can um, go shopping in downtown Honolulu. There's just so many things for you to do. You can just sightsee all day. You can go to Pearl Harbor. You can go to national parks. You can go to the pineapple farms. There's just so many things to do, and it's so much fun. So I'd say Hawaii hands down now for people who might be salty about that answer and say like, oh, of course it's Hawaii, you know. Okay, I'll pick another one. I'll pick a runner up. And honestly, I'm going to say California. California, I was really hyped to go there in the first place before this journey because I have never been there. And I had an amazing California experience. It was, it's just a live, I was in the LA area. And I'll talk about this more when I uh, have my California episode. But it was just, I, I really like that state. It's very entertaining, very lively. People are nice. Uh, I'm way more, way more of a West Coast person than I am East Coast. I think West Coast, so much more relaxed and like, and um, I don't know, easygoing than the East Coast. East Coast, I feel like it's very, very busy, uh, kind of overwhelming. Like it's city on top of city on top of city. It's like DC, Baltimore, Philly, New York, Boston. It's like, oh my gosh. And you can't even tell what state you're in when you're driving through. Like that's, that was the most annoying thing. I'm like driving through the East Coast and it's like, oh, I'm in Maryland. Wait, what the hell? Or, oh, I'm in Connecticut. It's like, what is going on? But in the West Coast and Midwest and things like that, the states are so big, at least you can actually tell where you are. Um, but yeah, so I'm definitely more of a West Coast guy for sure. But yeah, California, I, I would say is like my runner up to Hawaii. Least favorite state. Oh, let's jump over to the East Coast, baby. Yeah. The East Coast. Um, you know, now, like I said, now, and it sucks because when I say this, like, do not at all attribute this to the date because no, but I am probably going to say either Maryland or Connecticut. Now, my reason for both those, I'll tell you. Uh, for Maryland, it was very, 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 very hard for me to find a date in Maryland. My original date bailed. Then I found a new one, bailed, new one, bailed. And then I was, tr so I had three bail. Now, Maryland's not that big of a state either. And it's so awkward. It's like, it's like the most awkward looking state. It's just weird how it's placed and things like that. But uh, yeah, it was very hard for me to find a date. And then I remember I was on the dating app. So I was trying to get a match and things like that. And then when I was getting matches, I was messaging them and I was like, hey, I have to have the date tonight. And they're like, oh, I can't, or I can't. Like girls would agree to it, but then timing just didn't line up. And so I remember I had to like move my schedule around I had to literally go to Delaware, go on my date, and then come back to Maryland. And I had to push some of my dates, uh, push some of my dates back. Um, but then I finally got it, went on my date with, uh, with Lauren. And Lauren, it was sweetheart. Great. We were in Annapolis. And obviously, we'll talk about that episode when I get to, when I get to Maryland. But honestly, that's the only reason Maryland rubs me the wrong way is just because it's such an awkward, like, formed state. Uh, there was a couple of times I drove through it, like going up and back down where I was like, what the, why am I through here? Things like that. So Maryland just unimpressed me that well uh, in that way, but Annapolis and with my date with Lauren, it was great. She's a sweetheart, awesome gal, like no hard feelings on her, just that state, my goodness. Um, and then, and then the other one, I said, Connecticut and Connecticut, oh, I'll get into that on that episode, but I just didn't spend that much time there. So that's the other reason. So I don't feel like I just fully got the Connecticut experience. Um, it's probably the two states, I would say. I thought there was one more I had in mind that I was, oh, I do. Okay. I have a town in mind, but I shouldn't say the state. 
yeah, we'll we'll wait on that. Oh, I kind of just want to spill the beans now. Yes, nah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say it now. A lot of my followers have said that this state should be split in two because between the city and upstate, it's different. You probably know what I'm talking about. New York. Oh, New York City, that area and that place. Yeah, hell no. Okay, like first off, Toro. I no, I'm not. I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. Wait for that. We'll wait for that episode. We'll wait for that episode. Not getting into it. But that town, that I, I want to throw that in the worst traveled area. Anyway, um, moving on. Um, yeah. So those were kind of some of the questions I get asked a lot. Two of those. Um, and like I said, I will answer more along the way. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this first episode here uh, of 50 Dates, 50 States. Uh, you know, make sure you guys check out my website, 50dates50states.com. There you can check out all um, my dates. You can see what girl represented your state. You can look at some of the media and press and news interviews and, and po- other podcasts I've been on, uh, radio appearances I've had, written articles on this whole journey. Gotten a lot of press throughout it, so you guys can check that out. You can see who helped me out along my journey with the team and just read a little bit more about my journey. And uh, I also have my merch on there, so make sure to check that out if you guys want some hoodies, um, T-shirts, things like that. Um, got some got some merch rocking. Uh, also, you know, make sure you guys follow my social media. Uh, I'm very TikTok heavy. My TikTok is at 50 Dates 50 States, along with my YouTube channel and uh, Facebook are also 50 Dates 50 States. Uh, my Instagram is also something that I um, I post on daily and story updates, things like that. So make sure you guys don't miss miss out on some of that stuff. You can follow me at Matthew Wernig, uh, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-W-U-R-N-I-G. Yeah. All right. First episode in the bag. I'm going to edit this and I have no idea how this is going to go. Like, I feel like I'm going to watch it and I'm going to be like, what is going on? I can't really tell if it's going to be good or not. I feel like when I listen to it back, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, this is just like brutal. Or I'm going to be like, what is happening? Or I screwed up and obviously I can edit it, but you know what? We made it and we're, we have training wheels on right now, but when we're on some gravel road, but Hey, we'll get onto some smooth pavement. Don't you worry. Um, but yeah, thanks again for tuning in. Appreciate it. And make sure you guys stay tuned for next episode where I'll be talking about my first date in 50 dates, 50 States with Emily, my date from Wyoming and how my whole journey got kickstarted. And yeah, that'll be a fun episode. Talk about my whole Wyoming experience, but I better run because you guys know how I am. I got places to be and women to see. So, uh, Catch you later.